Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. My friend, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Johnny King Show. And man, is it craziness out there. Craziness. Well, not exactly, but I like to be dramatic sometimes. Uh, You know, as of the recording of this episode, we're in the middle of March 2020 of the coronavirus pandemic. And man, did it come on quick. Man, did things change this past week. And, uh, you know, we've all been keeping an eye on it for the last couple of weeks over in mainland China. And then you hear about things like Iran and Italy. And then lo and behold, you know, there's a couple of instances, the first case here in the United States. And then boom, watch out. You know, everything is shutting down. And uh, I don't so much want to talk about the coronavirus, to be honest, because it's, it's not that I uh, don't care. I certainly care. But there's plenty of news and information on podcasts all about the details of how, you know, how, uh, how impactful is it? Is it really contagious? You know, like who's, who's at risk? Like all that stuff is out there. I'm more interested in looking at how it's a study of why, why is uh, we as human beings do what we do. That's more of my fascination anyways and always has been. So when you think about it, <clears throat> the, the real thing that controls and determines the, the, the quality of experience or the lifestyle that you lead and live is your emotions, right? As I've said in other past episodes, like you go to the dentist and time goes by extremely slowly, right? Or maybe you're having a really slow Friday and you're looking forward to a concert or you're going camping or whatever the case might be. You're just watching that, <laughs> that uh, second hand on the clock go by extremely slowly. And yet then you could be doing something that's super fun and time flies by, right? So what is time other than truly an emotion, right? When you're enjoying something, time will fly by. When you're resistant to something, oftentimes time will go by very, very slowly. And so it is, time really is an emotion. And we often think that we are just byproducts of whatever's going on around us, that we are at the mercy of our circumstance. But if you are into personal development at all, uh, you know that there's a vast difference between how you react to your environment and what's going on around you versus how you respond. And the coronavirus certainly gives us ample opportunity to shed a light on, you know, how, how people do in mass hysteria, <laughs> how, uh, how you control things within your friend group and within your family potentially and within your own mind, right? So the thing between your ears, your brain, as I've said before, the, the meaning-making machine that we call our brain is really the thing that, that we associate um, experiences or things that we, we have gone through in our lives that a lot of times is shaped by our upbringing, right? It's shaped by our personal psychology, by our worldview of things. It's, it's shaped by our beliefs and our values, right? 
those things really affect our thinking, which our thinking then affects our emotions, and then our emotion affects our behaviors, and our behaviors will, will dictate our results, right? So, you know, once you have a meaning that's established, each individual will end up having a, a pattern of emotion that they will run as their coping mechanism, right? So I can think back on uh, many relationships that I've had in the past and one, one relationship in particular where we'd have these, these arguments and she would not be happy with me. Uh, that's usually what happens within arguments. <laughs> uh, somewhat redundant. But I would get this smile on my face sometimes. I remember one time in particular, she's like, what are you smiling at? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just having a moment. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm just, I know we're having a serious conversation, but I'm also loving the fact that we are having a conversation that I know is only going to result in, well, what I hoped would be more closeness and more intimacy, greater greater connection and a stronger bond within the relationship. Like I saw us like, if, if you take the analogy of working out in the gym every single day to, to get your body stronger, you know, these conversations also are what it's the resistance. It's, it's the demand that we're putting upon our relationship to, to grow. And I would, I would smile and I'd be like, this is, I don't know. It's, you know, this is kind of, I'm just grateful to be having this conversation. She didn't see it that way. She had a completely different experience. And so that's, that's, that's the interesting thing is that you, you can have two people go through this same exact experience and yet assign two completely different meanings, right? One person can feel uh, abused, humiliated, controlled, um, you know, all those, uh, the wealth of like emotions that, that you can feel when you are the victim to something, Right? Or you could feel like, you know, things are empowering, they are exciting, they are an opportunity, they are a challenge, right? And so you certainly see that happening with the coronavirus right now is that there's a lot of people that are going into to panic. And, um, you know, and I, and I can totally empathize with that, especially if you have children, or you have elderly uh, parents, or those that you care to take for that you know that are maybe at greater risk. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a lot of us. <laughs> There's a lot of us that have, uh, you know, loved ones that are either older or younger than us. Right. And so there, but there's a, a varying degree of how that is affecting each of us. And so once you kind of create that pattern of emotion that, that we use to kind of cope through life, um, you know, you ultimately do get to choose to be either a, a, a victor where, you know, I know we've all probably know those people that we just enjoy being around. They're positive. They're always looking for the glass half full, the silver lining. They're always looking for what can they learn from this, right? But we also have those friends who are a pain to be around. They're continuously frustrated, sad, angry. Life is happening to them. Why did you do this? Why did you allow this to happen to me? You know, they're never taking responsibility for their lives. And, and those are people that are tough to be around, to be totally honest. <clears throat> But what kind of shapes and molds the meanings that we associate to life's experiences? And I want you to think about how your experience has been just through the coronavirus. You know, if, if you're listening to this with, within the next couple of weeks of this recording, 
but it could be the coronavirus. It could be the stock market crash. It could be a, you know, a death in the family. It could be a, a lost job, a lost relationship, whatever the case might be. Just start looking at how these things go. And there's, there's three, I guess you could call them forces that create meaning. Okay. That very first force is the, the pattern of physiology, right? It's how you use your actual body. Whether, you know, we're talking about your, the way that you move, how you stand, how you breathe. You know, when you think about someone who's depressed and is sad, you know, visually I can even just see their shoulders are kind of rolled down, you know, forward, their head is down, their breathing is shallow, you know, their, even their voice is probably hard to hear. Like, can you speak up please? You know, versus someone who is excited and taking on the day, shoulders back, head up, breathing full, eyes are looking around, looking at other people, eye contact, excitement in their voice. There's a vast difference with how those two spectrums actually use their physiology, right? The second force is, is just the pattern of focus. You know, the, like the, kind of where your focus goes, your energy flows. Have you ever heard of that? Like what you focus on, you will feel. And if you focus on all the, the lack and the scarcity and the crap in your life, you only tend to magnify that. Um, and that's why victims feel the way that they do because they are often looking to find evidence for why they're a victim. And yet victors are always looking for, even within some type of experience like this with the, the coronavirus, there's still people that are looking for opportunities to give, to support to others, you know, look, look at this as a challenge and an opportunity for growth rather than, you know, the sky's falling. And so again, the first force is kind of how you use your, your physiology, how you use your body. The second force is how you, you focus, you know, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And the third force is, is how it's kind of a pattern of language and, and the meaning that you associate to the language. So as soon as you kind of put words to an experience, it will change the, the meaning of that experience. And the, the way that I learned it in various seminars is like, you could say, oh, you know, she stabbed me in the back. She controlled me. She abused me. Or you could say, you know, it was an amazing experience. The, even though we didn't see eye to eye, her experience allowed me to see different things within myself. And thank God that happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't be who I am today. And so think about the tough things that you've been through in life. And as much as you probably wouldn't want to wish that upon your, your worst enemy, can you also see how a lot of times those things are the greatest catalysts for growth within yourself, right? So it's your physiology, it's your focus, and it's the language that you use. So if you, are, if you have a bad habit of self-deprecating um, you know, conversation, you berate yourself, you are, as they say, your own worst critic. If you're constantly tearing yourself down, well, then no wonder you struggle maybe with your sense of, of self-worth and self-confidence, right? Because that's, again, how we use our language and even the questions that we ask ourselves is what directs our focus. So if I say, you know, why does this always happen to me? Why am I such an idiot? 
you know, how come I can never lose weight or how come I can never, you know, achieve this goal? Your brain's going to come back with a, an answer of, well, it's because you lack the knowledge, the skill set, the, the good looks, the genes, like whatever the case might be, it's always looking for the evidence to support kind of a, a crappy quality of question. But if you ask a better question, for instance, I, when I was going through some really challenging things w- within relationships, I remember at one point I asked myself, I caught myself and I said, how could this be the catalyst to a life of service and impact and how could this literally, if I'm writing my own biography, my autobiography, how could this be the moment where the, the, the music changes? If this were even a movie, right? And then things, he rises up from the ashes and, and he turns his life around and, and things start to, to move forward. That's a much better quality question because I started focusing, at least in my life, started focusing more on service. That led me to opening my, my first gym and you know, starting to turn my life around in many different ways. So think about that. If we go back to the beginning, you have your beliefs, right? And your values. A lot of times we value, uh, we have values that we are attracted to and, and values that we avoid. Like we'll avoid failure, but we will uh, move towards, you know, love and adventure and freedom, right? So we have our values, but if those beliefs and values then create these patterns of thinking and what we focus on, our thinking then controls our emotions. So if you focus on the good or the bad, of course, that's going to make you feel good or bad. And then you're going to have a different behavior. If you're feeling really scarce and really, really scared, you're going to run out and grab a lot of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. <laughs> now, that's not to say there's nothing wrong with being prepared, right? But I'm just making, making light of it. But really, you know, there's, there's a, uh, a fine line between rational thinking, you know, and it's hard. It's, there's, there's a lot of gray area. But ultimately, that behavior dictates if you're in a place of scarcity or if you're in a place of abundance, right? And those are results. The results you have in your life, whether you are happy or you are scared out of your mind, is all the result of the emotions you're feeling, the thinking. And so a lot of times you have to go all the way back to what are those beliefs that you're, that you're carrying along with you? Do you believe that we're all going to perish, that we're all going to die, that life will, is going to be forever changed? Or do you believe that you're going to be able to support Others in this time of need, are you going to be able to be a leader? You know, what are your beliefs and your values? So I hope that's been helpful. That's the way that I look at this whole thing. This is uh, certainly not a public safety announcement um, endorsed by anyone other than my own brain. But it is the way that I go about realizing how I have control of responding versus just being in reaction to my world because for 30 years of my life, I, I just walked through life as a, a human doer, just not really thinking intentionally about what I was doing, just kind of checking in and, and checking out of my life um, without really a, a clear sense of purpose. And so this could be a really good opportunity for you uh, if you are staying home, if you've been sent home and you know, you're know you not having to go into work and all these other events have been canceled, 
what if you took this time? This is my challenge to you. What if you took this time to really start focusing on what are those core beliefs? Are there any limiting beliefs that you, that you have that might be affecting the things that you value or don't value in life, right? And how does that affect you know, the things that you focus on? And where your focus goes, your energy flows. And how does that impact your emotions? If you start to actually journal these things out, it's very, very fascinating to see, oh my gosh, like this is literally the blueprint of why I experience life through the, through the lens uh, that I experience it as. So if you want any, any support with this, I'm always available. Shoot me a, uh, an email and uh, would love to hear, contact me through social media. Um, I would love to be able to support you through this because this has literally been a game changer for me over the last 10 years. So hope you're doing well. Stay safe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better? I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at Johnny King or on facebook.com backslash Johnny King men's coach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace. Peace.